Introducing Nightlock, a Hunger Games podcast. episode 32 of Nightlock Podcast, where we cover anything and everything related to the Hunger Games franchise through news stories, book analyses, fan fictions, related music, product reviews, and other fun segments. My name is Matt. My name is Mariah. And I'm Kira. And so last episode was our movie commentary episode, where listeners popped their, okay, popped, their DVD slash Blu-ray in and watched the Hunger Games movie along with us live on air. So we just want to thank all of our fans that watch the show, the movie with us. And um, if you missed the live show, you can still download the episode and watch the movie along with the episode. It's like we... Oh, care for this. It's like we're watching the movie with you guys. Which oh, I'm trying to get an idea of like how it is. It's, it's not... It's just so you guys know, it's like around like a three-hour episode. No, it's no. two hours and 22 minutes, I oh, okay, believe. Okay, whatever. Just um, throw that in it's just a long episode if you really want to sit through that and listen well, to Well, if they're going to watch the movie and you want to watch it with us, yeah. you can just, you know, and we follow also, the prompts... Yeah. And we also want to thank all the listeners who put in their insight in the chat room while yeah. we were watching the movie. We read a lot um, of your comments live. Yeah, and it's like a good really conversations fun. we had. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> it was good conversations we've had. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since our last episode was a special one, we have a lot of news to catch up on, which is all casting news stories. So that's basically like half the episode right there. Yeah. Cool. So we will also review and comment on the extras on the DVD and Blu-ray in the Under the Microscope segment. So um, the special features offered on the DVD. Right. So no chapter this week. So we'll, we'll do that later. A, give us a break here. Okay. Um, so <laughs> we're going to... Segue into Pan and Post, Kira, Where watch. we cover the most okay. major news stories in the Hunger Games franchise since <laughs> our last normal episode a month ago, which we haven't had any, like, normal news stories. It's all casting, as we said before. Which is good. Which is good. It's a little different. It switches things up a little bit. So the first one, we have Finnick. So we have talked about him on the show before because it was rumored. Now it is confirmed. Um, Kira's not happy with that. And this. that is Sam see- Claflin. Ooh. And he's not right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he's okay. It's just like English. And yeah. his father was a finance officer. Nice. Yeah, okay. um, he's known most recently for Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Also, Snow White, Snow White and the Huntsman, which I saw him in. Um, Matt, you saw him in Pirates. I don't remember if you did not. I didn't see him in anything. We saw him. We saw him. Didn't we see, didn't you see Pirates of the Caribbean? No. And he played oh. Philip in Pirates of the Caribbean, and he played... He's the one that, like, falls in love with the, uh... And he played William <clears throat> in Snow White, yeah. um, alongside Kristen Stewart. I won't mention her again. People were, like, mm-hmm. upset with me on the live shows mentioning her too many times. <laughs> That's okay. But All right. Anyway, so, um... Let me look at his pictures. Why do you think he's wrong? I just feel like he doesn't... He's, he's good-looking, but he's not, like, a 10. You know what I mean? Like, he's not... He, he's more cute than, like, hot, I guess you'd say. And, like, Finnick is supposed to be, like, really, oh. really good-looking and, like, <coughs> top of the line. And I disagree. You know what I mean? I feel really? like he's attractive. I feel like he's manly. But he's kind of scrawny. Mm-hmm. I feel like he can get no. big, but... Yeah, I feel like they just need to alter him a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah, they, his hair, they worked take, on Josh, too. Josh take rid of his facial but hair. But I feel like if you look at him, like, his facial characteristics, he does look I like... He's a handsome man. He's attractive. 
Yeah, no, he's attractive. I just, I don't know. I fell in love with Army Hammer as Yeah, um, me too. He was just so completely Was he, was he even, like, considered? Yes, he was He was a major <clears throat> um, actor considered for the part, okay. but I guess probably scheduling conflicts, I want to say. Well, if it's the um, same casting woman, the woman who does casting, then Deborah we know Zone. that at least this is a good choice, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they haven't failed us yet, except for, <clears throat> I want to say, Cinna was kind of not my perfect Cinna, but, um... <sighs> I, You're never gonna let this I go. Like well, Cinna. I'm just, you know, throwing it out there. But, you don't like um, Lenny Kravitz? I love Lenny Kravitz, but not as Cinna. It, it, I mean, it's okay, it's not horrible, but yeah. he just doesn't look at all how they described him in the book. Mm. Like, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Plus, I know him as, like, a singer. It's just kind yeah. of weird. Like, I know him, you know, rocking out with his guitar, so. Well. So, yeah, th- that's Sam Claflin as Finnick. So I'm excited. There. I'm excited to see what he turns into. Yeah, I'm I am excited, excited for the him. transition. Yes, the adaptation of him. Um, it should be interesting. So um, most of these, wait, go down a little bit, Matt. Um, most of these are smaller parts. Actually, pretty much everything. They're is all basically they're all the tributes. Except for Romulus Thread. Mm-hmm. They're all tributes. So yes. we'll go back up to Cedar, who was a former victor from District 11, who obviously com- competes in the quarter quell. Um, and she's played by Maria Howell. I've never heard her from. And she's See. known as her part for part in The Blind Side, and also um, more recently, What to Expect When You're Expecting, which I believe um, Elizabeth Banks was in that, right? Yes. Um, as one someone in there. Yeah. Um, also oh, her daddy's the Vampire little girl. Diaries. That um, was yeah, that. and I wanted to mention that that she was in The Vampire Diaries. Who did she play again, Matt? Mm, in The Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Uh, I know she had. How do you? Ayana? Sure. Mrs. Halpern. Um, And she's had a lot of small parts um, on shows. She's been in a lot of shows, like cameos, just kind of like, you know, shot here and there and stuff. Um, But yeah, so her major part was The Blind Side, which she played, oh man, what was it? Oh right, the CPS welfare worker, um, which I haven't seen that movie in a while. But um, Mm -hmm. I think, again, she's just kind of more of an unknown um, but, and we don't know too much about Cedar, like, it's kind of a small part, so. Yeah. More of an announcement than, you know, whatever we do, analyze things. Um, our next casting is, um. Anobaria? Anobaria? Yeah, I'd go Yeah, let's go with yeah, that. Yeah. You both look at me like I would. Oh, English major. Um, she was the victor of the 62nd Hunger Games from District 2. And she's played by Meta Golding. Oh, yeah. And she's younger um, than who we just saw. Um, <coughs> again, she is pretty much an unknown. She's known for... She's in Kiss the Girls. Kiss the Girls. Body Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah. I remember that. She's in a little... Nothing major, though. No. Yet. Yeah. Yet. Yet. <laughs> um, Very interesting. She's in a lot of these crime investigating shows. Yeah. yeah. She's like every actor or actress has been on Law and Order at least once. I know, right? <laughs> a dead body or something. Yeah. <laughs> True story. That's the ultimate role. Yep. Yes. Um, our next casting is Brutus, and Bruno Gum will be playing him. That's the victor from District 2. And Ooh. he's bald. I didn't think of that. Yeah. And definitely bald. He has been in roles in The Guiding Light, Bad Teacher, which recently came out, um, Mickey Blue Eyes, which is like 10 years Herbie ago. Herbie Fully Loaded. Herbie Fully Loaded. So. Wow. What an assortment of different Sons types of, Anar- of movies. Okay, Sons of Anarchy would be 
Mm-hmm. Of course, he was only a prison guard, but in that. Um, yeah, he was. <laughs> the office, water delivering then. Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really accomplished role. Um, but yeah, he's been in a lot of things, but small parts. So this will probably be his breakout role. Um, just really like a lot much, of the other really, actors. I don't know much about him. He looks like um, you, Bruce Willis. Um, he does, yeah. Do you think they'll keep him bald for the part? Or will they do a wig? Is he playing Brutus? Brutus. Brutus. I feel like they'll keep him bald. Yeah. Like, that would just, you know. Maybe he just can't even grow hair. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Possibly. Like, you probably, yeah. I think, yeah, I think he can't grow hair. (laughs) Bald people are kind of weird. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I get, like, some hair, but, like, no hair that's... You're going to go bald because you said that. Yeah. (laughs) At the age of 17. (laughs) <laughs> oh god okay. um, so we're whipping through one. these our next one I have more to say about um, Alan Richton yeah Richton and he is going to play Gloss who is the male victor not the female did you think Gloss was a male or female when you read the it's book it's a feminine name so exactly yeah, I, I thought, thought it was a female district one always says oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> he's attractive and he's an underwear model um he <laughs> also made it to Hollywood in <laughs> American Idol <laughs> now wouldn't it be a better finish yeah I don't know I don't care yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, so, like I said, he made it to Hollywood in American Idol. Yeah, he would um, be And Paula was obsessed with him during his audition. She was literally clinging Wait, on to him. Wait, why did he make it to American Idol? Because, because he tried out for it. Okay. He auditioned. <laughs> oh, that's um, So, yeah, he's known for Fired Up. Um, I think that's where I really know him from. Um, he was... Who did he play in Fired Up? He Fire was... Up. Keep going, Matt. Fired Up. 90210. Whoa! Matt, keep going. Sorry. Like one <laughs> Fired up, he was Bruce, that's right. okay. Um, and then he also played some roles in Smallville, 90210. Um, that that's a big show. Like one episode, though. What? Right? Oh. One episode. Yeah, one episode. Um, and also, pff, Blue Mountain State, which is a break. Which was a show that he, he did 39 episodes of, so. Um, yeah, I think he's... Um, <sighs> more well known. He was also an Abercrombie and Fitch model. Um, so he he's had more of a background than I think the other actors. He's a model. And Someone's he's a model. very happy with this. Uh, I don't case. know. I don't know. I mean, he's definitely yeah. attractive, and I would. I think I'd rather see him as Finnick. Yeah. He's more like fierce, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's got like more face, like the yeah, fa- facial feature, facial features are very defined. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Um. I, th- I think this is a really good casting part. I feel like a lot of the fans are going to be pretty obsessed with him. Yeah. If not already. Hopefully he can act, though. Yeah. I hate it when it's just like, a, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. What is that from? So this is Alan Richson. 90210, probably. Yeah. Oh, probably. That's a nice picture. So. Okay. We're done. Um, um, yeah, that's him. So he was, he's got a background. <laughs> we'll see. I really like him, but I don't know how I'll be in the movie. Yeah. We'll I have see. to watch Fired Up again. And I'm like, undecided. Look at it. Um, so our next one is E. Roger Mitchell, which is kind of weird. Like, his first name, he just has an initial. What are we supposed to call him? Like, E? Yeah. Like, okay. Or just do the whole thing, E. Roger Mitchell. Yeah. Just weird. Um, so he's going to play Chaff, who is a male victor of the... 
45th Hunger Games from District 11. And they're staying consistent with race for District 11. Um, just like a side note, um, cause Rue uh, and Thresh, they cast both, um, black people and same as, um, sorry, who was E. Roger Mitchell, um, playing Chaff from District 11. Yeah. Um, so he's most well known for his role in SWAT, or do you say S-W-A-T? No, you SWAT. Um, also Battle Los Angeles and... More recently. Oh, no. Battle Los Angeles was more recent, but the crazies. The Legend of Bagger Vance. What did he play in that? Um, keep going, Matt. What movie did you say? The, the, Le- the Legend of Bagger Vance. That was 2000, so it should be here. Aaron. Um, that doesn't Aaron. help me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that doesn't help Okay. And I don't remember exactly how old all these tributes were, but... I'm like... I'm, I'm surprised that... is supposed to be in his... No. They're supposed to be in their 40s. Depending on what like, year they were... Wait, Gloss? No, not Gloss. It depends on the year that they were actually in the yeah, game. Yeah, no, I know. But, um... It'll be interesting to see, like, adults in the games. Yeah. That's we read it, for. but, like, it's one thing to actually see it. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so our next casting is Patrick Saint Esprit. 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 Maybe. Uh-huh. Who will play Romulus Thread, who is the new head keeper keeper of District 11, 12. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to say the whole thing all over again? No. <laughs> okay. Um, he was in Super 8. I actually remember him in this role. Where did you play? Um... I don't know, I just remember seeing him. No, I'd be further up. Weapons Commander. Oh. And, I don't know, I just remember seeing him. Um, he also played in a role in Smoking Aces, and we were soldiers in the Green Zone. That's what he's most known for. Body of Proof. He's in, he was in Sons of Anarchy, too. Yeah, a lot of episodes of that. Blue Lagoon, The Awakening. He is Elliot Oswald in oh, Sons of Anarchy, if that helps anyone. And he's older. He looks maybe like, huh. I want to say like 40s, 50s, mm-hmm. maybe. So, I think he's he looks the part for it. Yeah. We didn't mention him on the um, Dreamcast, I guess we'd call it, episode with uh, Rebellion Radio. But I'm pretty happy with this, because I feel like we're going to see him. Um, not a lot, but like I think we'll see him in not just this movie, but like other movies as well. Mm-hmm. Um the same middle name. Huh? Oh. Can, wait, <laughs> continue on. Okay, our next casting is Stephanie Lee Schlon, who plays Cashmere. We Who's, have the same middle name. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I said it way too early. We have the same middle name. <laughs> it's like, okay. We don't see Patrick's middle name. Um, yeah, so Stephanie's going to play Cashmere, who is the... Tribute from uh, District 1. So they're sticking with the blonde hair for District 1. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's just interesting how, like, we've talked about this on the show, like, how some districts, like, that we didn't know a lot about would have, like, Asian descent and, like, others, like, mm-hmm. white and whatever. Um, she was in the so last what is she song known for? Last that? The last song. So mm-hmm. she's been with um, Liam Hemsworth. She's... Yep. Not been with. Um, um, the Survivor and We Are Marshall. Hmm. So, I mean, once again, like, none of these people are really 
big. I think the biggest casting we have is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Love there's not much to say Hoffman. about these these people because you know they're little roles and everything. Yeah. So, so if you want to like send in your feedback about these casting, you can email us at nightlifepodcast@gmail.com. Read your responses on the show if next you, episode. Yeah, if you really hate someone, tell yeah. us because that'll be a conversation. Story. Especially Finnick. I feel like you know it's, it's pretty. I, I think you're just. It was anti This whole mindset so. that you picture him as Army Hammer, and then I didn't. I didn't originally picture him. Just when I saw Army, I was like, "That's it. That's it. That's it." I think you need to wait until the movie poster. Yeah, you can't just once you yeah, see definitely. him as actual. I'm, I'm still keep. Play. I'm trying to keep an open mind. You can't just weigh a person based on their looks either. But that's what you kind of have to do. But you you can always you can always change person's looks. A person's look, yeah. He said but this is just like, what we're going off of now. Because yeah, there's not much to go off of. But, like, I even his acting go... in Snow White. Were you, did you see Snow White with... No, I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't see Mirror Mirror with you guys. No, it, no, I'm not talking about Mirror Mirror. I'm talking about Sam Claflin. Yeah, I was with you with that one. Yeah, so, um, I don't know. I just didn't like his acting. It was just kind of weird. Because he like, wasn't really a major character. So no, I know, but his acting. what we've saw Then again, I don't really understand the whole plot of that movie. Yeah. I don't think it was just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Matt. I've been parts of it funny, but... Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be funny, but yeah. It wasn't supposed to be, but it was funny. Uh, um, but yeah, it was kind of like anticlimactic, though, because like you're supposed to be like, oh my god, it's Finnick, we found out who Finnick is. When it's like, it was like leaked out, and then it's like, oh, but it's not confirmed yet, they're not sure, and then like weeks later, they're like, oh yeah, he's Finnick, by the way. It's kind of kind of dumb on Lionsgate's part. But. I think your expectations were a little too high, I Kira. Know, I know. <laughs> well, this is the Hunger Games we're talking about. There's no fooling around. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, God. All right. Well, moving on to no Under the Microscope. <laughs> so we're going to discuss the movie extras on the DVD that we just watched before recording. So I'm just going to give you a rundown of what was on the DVD Um and there are different versions of the DVD or Blu-ray out there with uh, different versions of the features on there, but all of them, I believe, have these features. This is like the standard set, which was Game Maker, Suzanne Collins, and the Hunger Games Phenomenon. The World is Watching, Making the Hunger Games, which is going to be an eight-part documentary covering the making of the film and all aspects from pre-production process all the way to the theatrical release and fan reactions. Um, got Letters from the Rose Garden, which was really interesting. I think I like that one. Best out of all of them. Yeah, I like that a lot, too. Um, which was basically, like, insights from Donald Sutherland on the development of his role as President Stone. He wrote a three-page letter to Gary Ross, kind of just um, explaining, like, his interpretation of Snow. It was so good. Yeah, it I was really, really good. It, yeah. um, then we also watched Controlling the Games, which was stories and concepts behind creating the Control Center. Um, a conversation with Gary Ross and Elvis Mitchell propaganda film and the entirety of it. Um, we saw most of it in the theaters. There wasn't too much extra on there. Um, and also, there was the marketing archive, which was... Archive! Which was basically just a collection of the trailers, the posters. So there wasn't really anything new there. It was just kind of a collection of all of it. So where do you guys want to start off? Should we talk uh, about... I, I, okay, anywhere. Uh, Should we watch the Rose Garden? Uh, yeah, that, that was our favorite. Yes. Oh, I didn't know it was a group. Like, we all agreed it was our favorite. Well, do you agree, Matt? You don't have to. Uh, I, I don't know. You I don't liked know. it, but okay. it wasn't all like right. my favorite. Well, the rest of them were just interviews. It was just like... Yeah. I liked it the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was cool because Gary... Or not Gary. Um, Donald Sutherland, like, 
um, voiceover. Like, he read the letter, and they kind of, like, uh, show different clips of um, him in the Rose Garden and yeah. him with Gary Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, he was just talking about, like, power. And um, I, he, like, you could see how Donald Sutherland really developed the character of President Snow. Like, he thought about how President Snow came into power. You know, he, like, really went, you know, into it. Yeah, and even talking about, like, how someone looks, mm-hmm. how they can look really nice, but then they can be really evil, and how yeah, that's, like that's he, how President Snow really is. Yeah, like, he referenced Ted Bundy. Right, so. which is really cool, and, um... um yeah, but I love that, how he was saying, um... Like, yeah, that was my favorite part of his little letter. He was saying, it wasn't little, but, um... He said how, like he thought that President Snow was someone who used to believe in justice and, you know, uh, honesty and things like that, and he was an intelligent man before, and probably, like, a scholar or something like that, but then eventually he realized that the way, like, the world worked was through money and corruption and complete power and greed, um, which turned him into President Snow, you know. (laughs) But it shows that he's still, like, a very smart man. Definitely. Which was interesting to me. <clears throat> I also liked how he was talking about in the letter that, like, Katniss, re- like, he sees right through Katniss and she realizes it. Mm-hmm. And that whole uh, aspect, and, like, he says that she is the ultimate downfall to the Capitol, even though she doesn't even realize that yet. Mm-hmm. And, and even that how... Whole concept. Remember the whole discussion we had about President Snow with Heather? Like, Are we on thing. there? Yeah. Oh. Um... Like, how we said that, like... Possibly. Like, everything that President Snow knew this was all going to happen, like, there was going to be oh, like, yeah, all yeah. That, that discussion. Um, you didn't come for that one. Um. <laughs> no, I didn't. He's talking to Mariah. Um, I've been a bad co-host. <laughs> no. Um, Kira, you're just saying that. <laughs> what? what else do I say to that? I know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you suck, Mariah. You're just going to drop it. Hey, hey, watch the language. Um, no, people really like you, so it's okay. So we'll deal with it because people <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> um and also going off on the Katniss and Snow relationship, um President not President Snow, sorry. Donald was concerned. He even asked in his letter to Gary, how will you adapt Katniss's like inner monologue to show like her and Snow's relationship and like Matt was saying how like she's the downfall to the Capitol and how Snow kind of knew that ahead of time and how she's figuring him out and like a lot of that was through her monologue in her head and everything. Mm-hmm. And we don't see that. And that's something that's absent from the film. So I think it's their little, um, what would you call that? Like their their play with each other. Like even when they're, um, when he's presenting the crown to her, just their like subtle like eye movements and everything just like really capture that, I think. Yeah. really cool. Um... I don't remember which one... Matt, which one was the one that they were talking about how the violence shouldn't be glorified? Like, Gary was saying that. Gary Ross. Was that? <laughs> All right, no response. Gary Ross. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what you're talking I about. I guess it was... <laughs> I think it was the, the World is Watching. Maybe that was it? I can't remember, but... Anyway, so Gary Ross was... We've talked about this on the show, that before the movie came out, we were scared that Lionsgate would, like, glorify the violence, mm-hmm. and that they would kind of be like the Capitol and would be this whole bad... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so, um... Okay. But Gary, like, mentioned how 
the violence, he was trying all these angles so the violence would not be glorified mm-hmm. because he realized be, he would be like the capital and it would be a really bad, and he said ironic. It, he just, he yeah, said ironic. He didn't want to be a form of entertainment. Right. Was what he was talking about. He wanted you to feel for the tributes and connect with them rather than connect with the capital. Yep. Right. Um, which I think they did a fantastic job of. Especially, yeah. like, he was saying that it needed to be, like, raw and seen through Katniss's eyes, yeah. even though you don't hear her. Um, I think, like, the balance of that was really amazing. Yeah, and then my favorite part of, like, I'm pretty sure it's most of the battle scenes, like, where someone dies, it's, like, completely silent. Or they do that yeah. thing where it sounds like there's a ringing in that, your like, ears or something. Or like, yeah. yeah. So I really like that, too, because that's, I don't know, that just makes it... It, like, it makes it, like, mood. eerie and, yes. like, it's serious. Yeah. Because yeah. I think, like, the music definitely um, influences what you're feeling a lot. Like, if it was, like, a, say, like, an exciting kind of piece, yeah. it would have made it glorified, I Yeah. Think. Or if you could, but, like, I feel like there would have been a difference if from having that ringing tone to actually, like, hearing the people when they like, got hit, like, hearing them mm-hmm. scream or something like that. Yeah. Like, I feel like there would just be a difference. And I think the shaky cam helped a lot with that, too, because yep. you can't exactly see what's going on. They mm-hmm. don't want you to see everything. Yeah. That, that was a good um, take on it. Of course, shaky cam, some people didn't like it because it made them a little dizzy and everything, but I don't Suck know. I'm still in Get over it. Suck it up. <laughs> Close your eyes. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so we also saw, like, some, like, animation sketches of they had the sketches, and then they would have, like, in the corner of what was happening, like, the actual piece of the film, mm-hmm. which was cool because... Sometimes, like, you don't think of that, like, all the work that goes into making a movie and, um, you know, all the props and the makeup and the actors yeah. and the sets, and it's like, you know, I think you start to realize that when you see these special features and behind-the-scenes kind of things. Um, and in the same one of that, I, again, I don't remember which one it was, um, I think we've talked about this quote before, but Jem was saying that she's always kind of wanted to do indies. And that she's always said, like, it doesn't matter the this size of the like film. This like a really stupid question. What's indies mean? Like, individual movies? Independent. Independent yeah. movies. So you're not with, like, Lionsgate or yeah, Works like or... Oh, so it's just, like, a one-time movie type thing? Like, uh, like, a single movie that doesn't have, like, a series? It like just means that the people are unknown. Like, oh, okay. the directors are unknown, the production companies are unknown, and usually... It's not going to be a big blockbuster film. It's, like... Yeah. Oh, okay. And, like, yeah. usually, like, the plots are kind of, like, offbeat humor and, like... Or they're just, okay. yeah. Okay, sorry. So, sorry. anyway, no, no, that's a good question, because some people might not know that, like you. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm stupid so, here. Anyway, <laughs> so she was saying, like, before in interviews, she would say, like, it doesn't matter the size of the film, it's, you know, it's what it's about and everything. And she was scared to take on the role as Katniss, because she was scared that the, um, she was skeptical, because she loved the book so much, which is interesting that, you know, she really is a fan. Um, and her mom convinced her to take the part and everything, so... Um, do we want to talk about her audition? Yeah. We both saw that. Oh my god, yeah. Yes, Um, go ahead, Matt. I don't know if that was part of the audition, or was that just, like, a scene that they filmed? I believe that was her audition piece, but obviously they weren't filming her when she did her audition, I would assume. So I think they showed the clip in the movie, but it wasn't that actual audition. You follow me? Yeah, like, that could have been the part where, you know, how she's having that, like, um... I know what scene it is. Yeah, yeah. It's but, the scene of the tracker jacker scene where she goes yeah, back. Yeah, and you can't yeah, exactly I don't hear think her. That was, I don't think that was her audition. I think it was I the see, scene. I really do think why would they dye, Why would she dye her hair for an audition? Matt, no, that's not... What you're seeing is not her audition. But the, she took that script, right? That was she the read scene it. she did. That's the scene she did, but that's uh, not... You're not actually seeing her audition. She uh, later filmed that for the movie. Okay, that was the scene she worked with. Okay. Right. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Which, the scene, just for viewers, just listeners, is, um, oh. No, go, go ahead. The, the scene where she's, uh, like, screaming at her mother that she has to be, like... Mom, don't just sit there, look at me, say something, that kind of thing, where she's, like, basically in tears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's kind of, I would assume it's a flashback from, we weren't exactly sure, but it was during her Tracker Jacker scene where she, they go back to her house, and you yeah. see the house blow up, and then go back to yeah. its... It's just amazing. Yeah, it. she was really right. good. That and the I Volunteers tribute, definitely. <laughs> best yeah. acting moments there. Like, give me chills. Every time I, she yeah, like, like, especially like, her, voice, like her voice. It makes crying? me shiver. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 that was my Katniss impersonation. My gender. Spot on. Yeah. Just <laughs> I know, I should yeah. have been... Audition, I don't know, casted. Casted. Moving on. Um, But I mean, you can tell why Gary wanted her so bad. He even said, like, during uh, one of the interviews, that he's like, I don't know if I've ever said this publicly, but I didn't want to do this film if Jen wasn't cast. He was, he wanted, he was going to walk away, basically. Yeah. Um, So it just shows how, how much he really respected Jen, how much um, she meant to him. You know, and how perfect she was for the role. Even Josh keeps saying, you know, she's amazing and no one could have been in that role better. And I like that part where Gary Ross was saying that their who they were, the actors, really reflected their characters too. Yeah. Um so like he was saying that uh Josh was um really charismatic at, like as Peta is. So mm-hmm. it just kinda reflected that. And then um I don't know. I just Well even so like cool. how you're saying he was kinda spontaneous and everything, like he said um, the joke, I'll take the bow, when they're about to hunt. Yeah. He he just threw that in there. I don't think that was in the script. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, oh, I'll hunt. It's like, oh, I'll take the bow. He's like, I'm just kidding. That's your thing. Like, So it was, it was funny. Like, it does show, like, Josh is very charismatic. Like, you see him in interviews. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's so Peter. Oh, yeah. my God. He's so Peter. <laughs> can we not talk about this, please? Thank you. Oh, like, you're the only one who can talk about it, Matt? Boy, we have a Hunger Games podcast. Well, what is, we can't talk about this. You're crazy. Okay. <laughs> what was that face? Continue. What else was there? Um, we have Controlling the Games. That was the Game Maker room. Um, so basically, Gary talked about how he likes this. Can I help you? Like, what is <laughs> yeah. going on? What is wrong with you, Matt? <laughs> what is wrong with me? You're strange. Strange. I'm strange. So we're not allowed yeah. to talk about him? It's okay. Keep going. Like, what are we still to talk about on this show? Yeah. We can't talk about Josh. You're not the only one who can talk about Josh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say that I was. We can, too. <laughs> yeah. We're fans, too. Yeah. Just keep, keep talking. Keep talking. All right. What were you saying? Doesn't deserve your attention. <sighs> okay. I can get out, too. I can just get myself out. All right. Why don't you direct yourself? Okay. Someone loves when you say get out. Yeah. You know. I know. We know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Forget we it, know. Matt. <laughs> okay. <sighs> All right. So the other piece was controlling the games. Um, so start out, um, Gary talked about how he... Part of the adaptation from book to movie was being able to not only be in Katniss' head, but you get to see the rest of the world, and um, you get to be in Seneca's head, um, Snow's head, a little bit of Peta's, I guess, and Cato's, especially his little speech at the end there. But um, So he he liked that 
um, angle of it, which was cool because it, it takes you outside of the game so you're not, like, trapped in there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there's a lot of random things in here. Um, something I know you guys are going to yell at me for, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, it's interesting that they use the metric system. Yes, no, no it, I agree, right? right? Yeah, so it's kind of like, all right, so the world's going to be metric same? Yeah. The world, or, I wonder if that's something that, like, Susan Collins kind of hinted at, or yeah. they just kind of made that up. I noticed that, too. Yeah, too. okay. There, it was like... There was actually a news story where, like, they were talking about trying to switch the United States to the metric oh, system. Oh, they've been trying to do that for years. Yeah, yeah and it's just so hard. The only place they accomplish that is in science... Right? And yeah. on bottles. Not soda cans, but soda bottles. Yeah. Did you hear this rant in biology? Or was that the other class I'm in? Biotech? I don't know. Okay, what, anyway. Rant was this? So, the metric system rant. Anyway, so. No, yeah, um, this is where I'm talking about it. Yeah, oh. we had this rant in bio. Okay, I get confused. I have class with two of the same teachers. So, um. Yeah, so it was just interesting how he's like, oh, she's two kilometers away from all the other tributes yeah. when he's about to, um, when one of the game makers is about to put the um, wall of fire on her. Oh my god, that's so funny. I thought the exact same thing, because like, for me, I was like, when he's at two kilometers, I was like, I don't know how long that is, but when they yeah. show it in like England or something, they're like, oh, that makes sense to me, or something like that. <laughs> they that wouldn't, they wouldn't really be thinking that, but yeah. it would make sense to them. But yeah, yeah, I think it's like the whole world is the magic system, except for the U.S., where we're still... Behind the eight ball. Yeah. But, um, Oops. another cool part was, um, like, the dome and grid. Yes. Um, and, like, the anthem and all that, how... Yeah. Like, I you're love- in the woods, but it's, like, that's... Oh, you're in an arena. That's what kind of, like, tips yeah. you off. I love that part of the movie where they had the little pen. The woman shows the pen, and it, like, does the little symbol up in the sky. Mm-hmm. Like, the that's- whole whole game center, how they're, yeah. like, kind of moving things around. Yeah. And it was... Stop. Sorry. He's mimicking my hand movements. Oh, no. So... <laughs> I know you know. The listeners don't know. I was telling Matt to say enough. <laughs> oh, I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said I know. I'm like I'm not talking. Oh to no, you. I said enough, Matt. No, oh, gotcha. You. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, the, the the CGI and all that. Um, computer generated image for those of you that aren't techie. Um, so the CGI and like live person was the most in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. in the game center. Which, if you look at pictures of it, like, without all of the CGI in it, it's basically just a room with green screens all over the place and on the desk. Yep. Um, so the actors had to, like, kind of learn, like, they were actually using the, I don't know what you the, call it, like, the system. Yeah, the company made, um, like, examples of what... Okay, so there's this company, what is it called, Hybrid or something? Yeah, yeah. And they were the ones to think up how things were controlled. So if you move your hand to the right, that means you're scrolling through pictures of the tributes or something, just for example. So they would come up with the idea, and then they would, um, like, videotape, not videotape, they would record, like... Mm-hmm. Um, they would film. A, yeah, someone a film, <laughs> someone doing it, and then they would send that to the director, and... Um, there was a lot of blocking, yep. is what I have to say. Exactly. They can't, they can't just have random hand movements. Yeah, so Gary Rosh would show these examples to the actors. And they had to kind of like know what to do. Not exactly yes. they said, not like they didn't have to memorize, but kind of generally know where to put their hands. Because, yep. I mean, they're working with nothing. Yeah, so basically the actors and actresses couldn't just do random stuff, because then how are they going to put this... Um, animated stuff into the green screen because mm-hmm. then you know your hands are just moving around aimlessly and really you're supposed to be like then, zooming in or something yeah. you know so you uh the actors had to really match what um was going on 
in the green screen, and they had to do it with their hands, so it looked realistic. Which yeah, I so it's, like, really complicated. Like, these are just, like, quick shots that yeah. we see, but it's, like, so much work goes into everything. And then who's, what's his name, Wes? Wes Bentley. Wes Bentley said it was some of the hardest scenes he's ever had to do because you're working with nothing. Yeah. You know, you just have to imagine everything, and then you have to make it seem convincing, too. And that reminds me of movie Charlie and Chocolate Factory, yeah. the second one. Uh-huh. Uh, with Freddie Highmore in it, and, um... Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, thank you. Um, how they, when they were in, like, the chocolate part with the chocolate river, and yeah, every, yeah. everything made of candy and everything, like, how there was, like, nothing there. Uh-huh. They had to completely, um, you know, have it all in their head and, yeah. you know, work with nothing, so... Mm-hmm. Just a little connection there. Um... I think something else to mention about the game room was how they were so focused on Katniss. Mm-hmm. So from the beginning, they see her as, like, you know, a loose cannon and everything and a target. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really don't see them focus on anybody else. It's kind of all centered around her. Yeah. Which you might think, oh, that's just because she's the main character, so they're only going to show clips of her. Yeah. But I think for the most part, they were focusing on her. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing, the last thing, was that... <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, you both do the same thing. Um, how Gary Ross thought it was important to see that, like, Cato wasn't the bully. Oh, yeah, I thought that was very interesting, because he was basically saying that, of course, the, you know, protagonist was um, Katniss, mm-hmm. and then... The antagonist was the capital. Yeah, right. and he wanted to be the capital. But, like, of course, when you're in the, um, when you're in the arena with Katniss, and her immediate threat is... Cato, you think, okay, he must be the antagonist. But really, right. at the end, when he does this little speech on the cornucopia, you see it's not really Cato, it's the capital through Cato. So really, in the right. end, the capital's the antagonist. Right, <laughs> which was, like, important to show. Otherwise, you're, like, I don't know, you're just thinking that Cato is, you know, the bad guy. Yeah. So that was an interesting part. So I think that Cato was just a piece in their game. Right. I was going to say that, but... <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Um, yeah, so did I mention, yeah, I said that. Um, anything else about the extras? I think there was, I think there was a, yeah. what, what DVD was it that had spe- uh, deleted scenes in it? Is there I don't think one any, had anyone had deleted scenes, because no? we talked about this on the live show a little bit, and, um, the chat room was saying that there wasn't any deleted scenes. I'm assuming that they're going to keep those for, like, the ultimate editions, yeah. and charge us, like, $40 for them when they're just going to be on YouTube in yeah, a couple hours. Yeah, like a box set of all yeah. Like the Harry Four. Potter Four. thing that's like $500, a whole set of... You're kidding. Everything, yeah. It's the, crazy. What, like a whole set of the books, the movies? No, no, just like, I don't think it even includes the books. It's like ul- it's like the ultimate editions of everything. It has all the deleted scenes, all the, like, everything. But, anyway. You can watch ABC Family for that. So. Yes. I hate <laughs> ABC Family. But they show Harry Potter with yeah, deleted scenes. Yeah, not the Harry Potter yeah. weekends. So... I guess those, those yeah. are fun, but they play the same commercials oh, I know. over and over. Tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Are you excited? Oh, man, I'm so excited. Come on, Switch the birth, Switch the Stupid oh. ABC comes back tomorrow. So excited. Dumb. Anyway. Dumb. Get out. Dumb. Dumb. Get out. Stupid. <laughs> all right, now. Why don't all you right, take on your Capital Opera? Um, all right, so Capital Operate. Um, you guys know how this works. Each week we select a song by you guys or um, Kira and I usually pick one. And that relates to, well, basically anything now. Since we're not yes. really relating to books or right, anything this more. is Since, like it's an open. Yeah, we talk concept. about everything now, all yep. spoilers. So. So um, this week, 
I selected Jar of Hearts by Christina Perry. Um, and this is sort of relating to from PETA's perspective. Even though a girl singing it, it's still, um, if you listen to the lyrics, it's sort of like PETA's, what PETA thinks about Katniss. Okay. Everything relates to PETA's. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so easy to relate to PETA. Yeah. Not Most love me. songs. <laughs> we gotta get away from love songs for the next couple episodes. It's, it's okay. Um, so we're gonna take a listen to it. No, I can't take one more step towards you. Cause all that's waiting is regret. And don't you know I'm not your ghost anymore? You lost the love I love the most. I learned to I might be wrong here, I'm not good at interpreting songs, but it's kind of like, you broke my heart, and now I don't want to, like, be with you again, because I'm going to get hurt again. You is can't that, have is that what I'm back. getting? Yeah. The rebellious, you broke me, and you can't have it back. I don't know, I really okay. dislike this song. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was Matt's pick, I had nothing do, to do, do with this. Do you want to tell them about your... Ice and um the the line you're gonna catch a cold from the ice inside your soul is disgusting. I hate that line. I just do not like it. I don't think it is. I I don't I don't like it. it that makes me hate the whole entire song. <laughs> the just, one line ruined uh, it for you. It's just a stupid line. It how is can kind of that, stupid. How okay? First of all, you don't catch a cold from the weather. You catch a cold from a virus. And it's contagious. Okay. <laughs> Since when are you the science person? It just doesn't make sense. It's just like. It's a song! I don't like it. It's not supposed to be taken literally. Okay, go do your thing. Um, You know my stance on it, though. (laughs) Very clear. Um, The quote, but I have grown too strong to ever fall back in your arms. I I feel like that doesn't apply to PETA, though. 
In some, like, in yes, some aspects, it mm. does. Well, like, yes, is, he's strong, but he will... Like, any chance he gets, he'll, like, cast again. I think again. the song is more of a Mockingjay. Like, I think about the Mockingjay. Like, the hijacking? Yeah, me as well. Like, saying, like, he's grown too strong. Because, like... But, no, he's know. too weak in Mockingjay. He's, like... He's hijacked. He's weak in Mockingjay. He might be weak physically. But emotionally... Obviously, they destroy him emotionally for Katniss. Yeah, no, exactly. No, what you're no, saying, he's strong no, physically. No, no, no. What? He's saying that to ever fall back in her arms, he can't because he wants to kill her. Oh, okay. All right. I, I, I can I can fathom that. Thank you. Um, I'll just keep throwing quotes at you. You can just give me something. <laughs> okay. Um, and now you want me one more time. Yes, because she can't live without him. Right. She Which... realizes that at the like end of the book that like she needs a start. she doesn't need more fire from Gale because she has enough already. She needs like that one was it a sunflower or a dandelion? Yeah, dandelion. Dandel- she says that. Yeah, at the end of the book, like the last page. Do you have your book with you? I can read it. Oh yeah, gosh. from the shelf. You wanna grab it? Yeah, yeah. I have to oh read it too. My gosh! Oh my gosh! That's sounding. Oh my gosh! I don't even want to get. I don't even want to get into Mockingjay because uh, I will explode with anger and upset. Why did you want her to be with Gail, Mariah? No, I just wanted it. If I don't care who she was with, okay, but okay. I wanted to be significant. Okay. It, and it wasn't. It was just kind of. It was kind of like, like Gail left. I should just be with you. Uh, Gail left. Now we're. Gail blew up my sister. Oh, I guess kids. I'm left with you. Yeah. And I'm like, how could you have kids? The whole book you protested having kids. Yeah. Here we go. But didn't wait a minute. I have a question. This is important. The games only continued one more game, right? Like there wasn't. A game every year. They were like, alright, we're gonna have one last games of the Capitals children. Is that correct? No. Right? <coughs> no? When did you come up with that? The the last chapter, not the epilogue, but the no. last chapter, when they were talking, they were <coughs> sitting around a table and they voted to have one more games, and Katniss and Hamish were for it, PETA was against it. Oh, correct? For punishment. For punishment for the Capitals children instead of the tribute, I instead of the the district Where children. is that girl who took my book? I need to get it back. <laughs> All right, can I read that? Part okay, of but sentence now. But I know what you're do saying. You, do you get me? So having children would be okay because there's no more games to worry about. I just no, but there were other reasons. I feel what? like I feel like it just like it was more than the games. Like I feel like it was something personal in Katniss. And just because the games are over doesn't mean that she should just break something that she, I don't know. The reason she didn't want to have kids because she didn't want to put them through the misery if, of the games and being really poor. But she's not poor. There's no more games. Okay. Okay. Th- that being said, <laughs> okay. why why did it it just like okay so why wasn't there some big relief? Oh, there's no more games now. I'm free to have children who will not be blah blah blah. blah. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like that. It was just like, like they we didn't got say together. And yeah, she says when I first felt children. her stirring, when I first felt her stirring inside of me, I was consumed with terror that felt as old as life itself. She was scared to have a kid. Well, I think that's just normal, like motherly anxiety. I don't know. I just I don't I, think that's because of the game. I just think the whole ending of the book. Like, I don't want to go into it now because I want to see it. No, it's, it's okay. I just, like, I feel like, oh my gosh. Like, come on. The book, the ending of the yeah. book, it just kind of drifted off. At least they didn't give them horrible names or something. Like, we don't know the names. Yeah. Because 
J.K. Rowling, when she finished the series, she, like, gave them names. It was like, Albus Severus, like, come on. Yeah. But seriously, I Scorpio, seriously. Okay, that I didn't think was great, but I did think it was so cute in the Harry Potter book when they're like, you're you're named after the best that is wizard true. and the best wizard, or something like that. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't remember the The two greatest man, men yes. I've known, and one was from Slytherin because he was afraid of being sort of in Slytherin. Anyway. I knew you would know it. Yeah. But, <laughs> anyways... Those, yeah. So I like the names. I'm happy they didn't give a name in here. I just can't believe, like, really, really, mm. Suzanne Collins, you well, don't... When we get to Mockingjay, we'll Oh, my God. Like, it's okay. <laughs> Why, we don't need to hold back. We can just, I know, but, like, know. I want to, like, save it so I can get in depth there. Because I can yeah. go on for a whole episode just about the ending of the book. Just how how I like the book, but as an ending... I know. It's a good book uh, by itself, but in the series as an ending is horrible. We should rewrite our own ending. <laughs> okay. Who has time for that, Matt? Or just... Right, like add another chapter. You just want more. Yeah. Like I don't I don't even like is there (laughs) even a chapter in there where PETA and Kat there okay, for me, there was no definitive time where PETA was like, Okay, I'm all better, let's have kids. Like there was nothing like that. There was like so they whole they spend the whole series. It's like a cliffhanger, you never get that satisfaction. Okay, Okay, I got you. They spend the whole series like building up this romance and then of course there's like a big like struggle because Mm -hmm. PETA is like all brainwashed and stuff and like there's never a time where it's like, okay, we made it through the struggle. Mm-hmm. We win. We win. It wasn't like that. It's yeah. just like... Meh, 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 they kind of like, okay, we'll get married, we'll have kids. Like, yeah. But I mean, you, you end the chapter where they're still 17, 18 years old, whatever. Yeah. And then you flash forward, I'm guessing maybe 10 years later? Yeah. Maybe yeah. 7, 10 years later. So... We don't. We miss all those years yes. where they probably had that conversation, where they had that satisfaction, where he got treated. Yeah. And, so. I, and I also understand that it might not be realistic to have, because in real life, when you come through a struggle, you're not like, yes, that's over. You're still recovering from a struggle. Yeah, it's a process. It's not. Exactly. Yeah. But still, like, I would have liked just a little bit. Like, like a conversation little, or something. Like, or like ding her- dong, the witches did, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yes, the castle, yes. we beat them. We're, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. That but I think it was just happened. so sad, like, it's not... They weren't, again, they weren't, like, glorifying the violence. Like, Katniss wasn't like, yes, we killed these people, now we're in power. Yes, yes. It was more like, true. oh, my God, all these people die because of me. Like, if, yes. if they did that, it would have been like, now they're the enemies, they're the bad people. Yeah. You know, they would have turned into the capital. So as much as I see what you mean, there I, are points that are weak in I your agree. argument. Yes, and I agree, I <laughs> yes. agree with you, too. My, some of my points are weak, too. Yeah. But. We are very compatible. Yes, we are. We can, you know, we, we we can have, <laughs> like, a that. good conversation and argument, but, like, we don't get at each other too much. Yes. It's good. It's I good vibe. I see faults in my discussion. Yep. Okay, sorry. I, had, I just had a rant. Yeah. And this all came was good. That was a good rant. Stupid jar of hearts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, all right. Well, we're pretty much done with that song, right? We're good? Good. All right. So we'll just move on to mock mail and wrap things up after that. Okay, Sound I'm good. Game, I'm game. All right, so I've been talking a lot. Do you guys want to yeah. intro the segment? Yeah, I'm getting sick of you. Um, okay. <laughs> so our final segment. This is our final segment, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I, had, I had a little surprise thing, but I'll keep it for next episode. Okay. It's a mock mail where we read and respond to your listener emails, tweets, and Facebook posts. You can send in your feedback tonight on podcast at gmail.com, and your email may even be read on the show. Um, so this is from Alyssa. Alyssa. And this is just a short note. It was very short. This is the entire email. Two okay. sentences. Uh, she goes, Army is short for Armand. Armand. 
So Army is not a snake's name, just a short version of his name. We discussed that on the show and we're questioning that, so thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, thank you, Alyssa. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. uh, okay, this is a long one. No, go back up. Oh. You missed it. Uh, no, I would say this is from Sophia. Uh, she goes, hey guys. Keep up with the great podcast. I've been counting Matt's get-outs, and I counted three. Oh, God. Um, I heard you guys talking about the trackers in the tribute's arms, and I think that the tracker would stay in their arms. I have a theory that the tracker in Katniss's arm is how Snow knew that Gale and Katniss being in the woods. Oh, okay. I agree, I agree with what you said about Snow using Katniss's confusion against her. I have two theories. One, Snow sent hidden cameras to watch her, or two, there was a hovercraft with capital spies. To clarify the hovercraft theory, I believe in Mockingjay, Katniss had made mention to a hidden hovercraft. That is what she had rode from District 13 to 12. I know in the first book that every time a hovercraft came to collect a dead tribute, a bird would whistle. I don't think this would happen if Snow had been watching Katniss via hovercraft because the craft wouldn't be moving to land. I hope this gives you an idea as to how Snow knew. And you should absolutely... Beyond Ellen. <laughs> oh, like, my <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! We were just um, talking about this before. I show. really did like Mockingjay better than Catching Fire. I liked Mockingjay better because you get to see a different side of the characters. I can't wait to listen to you live. I had to miss it the first time. I love your podcast and I feel like I can really connect with what you're saying. I usually reference what you say to my friends when I realize that they haven't read The Hunger Games. I'm so proud of what you have accomplished, and I can't wait to hear more. I love Sophia. She's proud of oh. us. Oh. So obviously this was before our second live show. But let's let's comment, Matt. Okay. Don't move on yet. Okay. Yes, um, I think we should be on Ellen, too. I yes. agree completely. <laughs> I meant more of the theories part of the uh, tracker um, jacker. At first, what I thought she was saying, I thought she was talking about the tracker jackers. Like, yeah. You know, then I realized what actually We talked about saying. this, like, okay. I don't know, maybe like five episodes ago, and she emailed in, like, kind of right after this, but there was just no point to put this email in, and we finally could. Um, so, yeah, just recapping what she said. She's saying that we talked, okay, we talked about on an episode that the tracker from the original Hunger Games she was in, the 74th, that she got put in her arm so that they could track where she was, was still in her arm. It was never taken out. Because when we were referencing Catching Fire, it was, like, slit from her arm from Johanna. And um, I don't I don't know if I agree with her about Snow using it against her for the uh, hovercraft part, because she would hear a hovercraft. You know what I mean? Like, they're really loud. You know like, not mean? with those technology. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> I didn't say that. Okay, no, no, no. I'm so sorry, but I've just been daydreaming about Ellen this whole past time. You've been talking in the part where I came in with, you know what I mean? I'm not even kidding. I was daydreaming about meeting Jen and being like, okay, I know you know I'd love your Look body. under your seat. You have a little goodie bag. Right? Like, what if you were sitting there with oh Ellen? You'd be like, and here's the cast of I think about that all the time. I, I'm so sorry. Yes, I was literally daydreaming <laughs> the whole time you were talking just then. And then I came back to that point where you're like, you know you what know? Me? You know? I'm like, you no. Know <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what we were talking about. Yeah, sad. you both were zoning out. I was like, so I'm nothing to I get so excited about Ellen. She's my idol. She's better than Oprah. Oh, my God. So much better. Okay. Alright, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna start that again. I know what I'm talking about. Oh, okay, go ahead. I, I was you'll, you'll catch on. And then I, I was really interrupted. Um, <laughs> really, really interrupted. I said rudely interrupted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got really too. Um, so I think with technology that they actually have the technology to build a hovercraft, I think they can have hovercrafts that are 
silent. That are silent. So yeah, but you would see them. They're huge in the they're sky. They're invisible. She and said that they're in the I didn't. Yeah. I didn't catch that. You're not listening to me. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I feel like yeah, they could be invisible. All right, they could or cloak themselves. Yep. I don't know if it's a hovercraft. I feel like they could definitely come up with technology that's smaller. Like. Yeah. And that. Like a hovercraft they that's put, just smaller? But do you think. No, like they put cameras in the trees in the arena. What if they put cameras in the trees? In the woods. In the woods. Of District 12, yeah. Yeah, I think it's possible. And I I mean, I think it's it's realistic that she still had the tracker in her arm. Because yeah. why wouldn't they leave it in there, you know? Yeah. Because it's, it's just something else they can use against her, find out where she is. Yeah. Because, um, like, how else would Snow know about the kiss from Gale? Like, yeah. other people, like, in the hob, maybe. But I doubt it. And at the same time, um, if you think about it, I don't think there's ever been a tribute who's won, and that, like, a victor, that means. Okay. There's ever been <laughs> I think we know what that means. That's what a tribute is when they win a victor. So nice. I don't think there's ever been a victor who's committed suicide. So I don't know if we're going too controversial here, but, like, just think Wait, about it. Say it again. Okay, what? Just a victor who has here. committed suicide. Go, yeah, okay, go with me here. They... Wouldn't you expect that from post-traumatic stress disorder mm-hmm. syndrome, whatever it is, disorder, disorder, that some someone who's won can be so upset with themselves that they can be near suicidal? Yes. What's you know what's stopping them from committing suicide? So you think the tracker like it might it, um, that just warn might, them or something to like save them? It just keeps or, like, dibs on them, so maybe dibs. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> tabs, dibs, dibs, dibs on the picture. <laughs> it keeps spreading. It keeps tabs on them, so maybe if they are, you know, near a rope, on the edge like of yeah, I don't know, yeah. on the edge no, of no, a roof or something, you know, yeah. or if they've been doing if they. I don't know. And it's not because, just to clarify, because I know where you're going with this. Yeah. It's not where they care about their safety. It's that they can't have a tribute, a victor die because, exactly. you know, it would mess their whole system up. The they got to have that perfect it's image. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or even if they, you know, here's another argument. Like, say they did commit suicide, you like, the capital obviously would just play it off with something else. Oh, they died of an illness today. Yeah, they died of a infection and, yeah. or they ate spoiled something and, yeah. you know. So that yeah. might be to think about, like, I don't know, I feel like if we could actually go back into the history of the Hunger Games and see Mm -hmm. who won, we could see who had the bloodiest win, and then see how they died. And then see if they're still alive, or, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And we definitely have older tributes. Like, we had Mags. She committed suicide. Yeah. Mags committed suicide. Oh, yeah. You feel me? Ran to the fog. (laughs) Oh, my God, I can't believe I just said that. I thought you were joking, but you asked me. No, she was no, you, That's what I'm saying. Like, you feel me? I say it like, you know? It's bad. It's, it's, it's like Canadians, eh? Eh? You, feel you, need, me? you need a drink, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, you're talking about Mags. One of you. I said Mags committed suicide. Because she ran into the fog. But wasn't that just to save... It's still, like, a suicidal to, to, action. Okay. But the reason she did that... Not because she... She was a martyr more than suicide. Yeah, and she didn't want, like, Finnick to, like, worry about her, like, and, yeah. you know, um, threaten himself to worry about her, especially when he was, like, carrying her down the mountain and, you know, couldn't run fast enough, and then that's when she did it, right? When yeah. he couldn't carry her anymore. Yeah. Because, yeah. Truth. Um, All yeah, right. so... Thank that's, you, that's, Sophia. Yeah. That was good, stimulating conversation. Points to ponder. Um, our final one is from Maria. She goes, hey, Kira, Matt, and Mariah. 
Ha ha, hey Kira Mariah. And then so you saw it too, right? Yeah, when I signed, like our signature. Do you want to go right now again? First you were late, and now you're. When when our signature is Kira Mariah and Matt on our email, just so you know. What up? Yeah. I don't know if you like did this like alphabetically or. Oh, superiority. Dude. Ranking. Yeah. <laughs> Kira, Mariah, Matt. Just how it rolls, man. Boom. Yep. <laughs> Who participates the most? I, I'm done with you. Goodbye. Oh, don't hit her. Don't touch me. Um, okay. Hey, Kira, Mariah, and Matt. I love your podcast and all your refreshing takes on the Hunger Games. I just wanted to give my input on why I think Madge is important and what the significance was for her to give Katniss the Mockingjay pin. To me, Madge is more a symbolic character, much like Rue. Her being Katniss's friend and the mayor's daughter can symbolize that the rich and poor can not only coexist with each other in the same place, but they can always be friends. Madge giving Katniss the pin can also foreshadow that made, that many different people would be showing Katniss the Mockingjay pin as a symbol of the rebellion. So, I believe what she's saying is Maria. that Ma- I believe what Maria's saying is that Madge knew that a rebellion was going to happen, hmm, and that she gave. Katniss and Mockingjay pin. To stimulate it? To stimulate it. And oh. also, I do like what she's saying, that, like, the rich and poor can coexist in the same environment. And still, like, yeah. have a Not relationship together. Not that Madge is really rich, but no, definitely but more so than Katniss. well off. Madge yeah. is the reason for the Hunger Games rebellion. If you think about it, yeah. Mind blown. So, Because that became the symbol right. of the rebellion. Yeah. Now, to clarify, did she die during the bombing of District 12? Yes. Because she did. Yes. Because we didn't see her in something didn't, they with didn't, they, Yeah, they didn't get out fast enough. Or something yeah. like that. Um, <coughs> if you think about it, Katniss isn't really, like, the spark of the rebellion. Like, she didn't... If you think about it, Katniss... She was more the face Katniss of the rebellion. Is, like, poor, like, Katniss didn't really do anything to the rebellion. Mm-hmm. She was pushed into it by, like, Coin and um, Plutar and... Um, A little bit of Hamish. Everyone. And mm-hmm. so, like, I really think the true person who started all of this is Madge. Because she gave the Mockingjay pin... And then Katniss just wore it and, like, embraced it. And I really don't... But I don't... I feel like... Okay, I feel like there's different parts. So Madge might have been the spark, Katniss was the face, and then other people were the actual rebellion. Because I don't feel like but Madge I think was Madge, the rebellion. Because she wasn't Madge there to knew, see it. Like, oh, there's going to be a rebellion. I want to start it. Like, No, but, like, she knew that something was going to happen. I don't think I, don't think so. I, I disagree. I, oh, well, I just No, it's good to disagree. It's good to yeah. disagree because we disagree have your a conversation, Matthew. So. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, dis- <laughs> what? <laughs> I disagree with your disagreement. Okay. That means you um, I don't know. Do you it's think it has to do then. something with her aunt dying in the games? And maybe, like, she wanted a rebellion to happen? Maybe she's not foreshad- foreshadowing it. She wanted it to happen, and that's why she gets Katniss? I think it's. I think it was a good point that Maria brought up that yeah. Madge probably did know something about rebellions and or other... Or wanted, wanted a yeah. rebellion. Maybe she didn't think it would be as big as it was, but she probably knew that there was, you know, revolts in different districts. Because she probably overheard from her dad's TV. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, she had more information. So I feel like she knew that for sure, but she didn't know there was going to be a huge rebellion. She just yeah. wanted to stir things up. Yep. Maybe. But possibly. Uh, All right. Thank you for that, Maria. Yeah. Very nice. Those good emails. Good. Those yeah. are really All right, good. Yeah. Those are great. 
Um, all right, so just wrapping up the show to remind you guys, if you're interested in starting your own website over at squarespace.com, there's a two-week trial for you because you are a Nightlock Podcast listener. But in order to get this two-week trial, you do have to contact, contact us at nightlockpodcast.gmail.com. So to run your very own website, including your own domain name, such as .com, email us host, again, that's nightlockpodcast.gmail.com. You can also email us with any other comments about this episode or previous ones. Just shoot us an email. I'm not going to repeat that again because that would be obnoxious. Um, you can but also you do it every form on our website, nightlockpodcast.com. So you can like us on Facebook, that's slash nightlockpodcast. Follow us on Twitter, slash nightlockpod, P-O-D. And subscribe us on iTunes. You can actually find all those wi- links. All those links. <laughs> <laughs> all those links on our website. Um, and we're always adding things to our website. So, you know, check it out. We have, um, more recently, the um, bios of the new actors in the Hunger Games fandom. So, do yeah. we have book recommendations? Or? I really oh don't. Oh my gosh. Actually, I, don't know. I really don't. Give me a second. Okay, I'll go. Um, so, every show we each host, well, some hosts recommend I'm a book. I'm sorry that I don't It's read okay. All the you time. should, though. It's good for you. You it's should join the read. book club at school. You should it. join the book club. We're both in it. Yeah. Yeah. I've no. done it since my freshman year of high school. I joined last year. I was going to join sophomore year, but didn't know too much about it. Here's but. a poop, so. <laughs> hey, I'm in it. <laughs> Um, so this one is for younger fans, because I feel like we recommend a lot of older books. Have you read the series, Charlie Bone? I started it. I started the first book. I read the first, like, four books, maybe, five books. Um, and it's by Jenny Nimmo, who was it? Um, it's, it's, um, it's basically like a fantasy where all these kids have special powers, and the main guy, Charlie, can look at a photograph, and what can he do? He can, like... Oh, I read you it back when I was in, like, I know, I was in, like, grade. sixth grade. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> no, I probably was in sixth grade. Yeah. Um, and I think he can, like, it's either, like, he can feel their feelings, or maybe he can go back to that time. Maybe. And he can, like, get what was going on then, something like that. But it was definitely a really cool series. Um, I really liked it when I was younger. So, again, that's Charlie Bone by Ginny Nemo. And it's, like, Charlie Bone and the blah, blah, blah for all the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there's at least six of them. So. All right. I think my recommendation is going to be The Things They Carried by Tim O'Brien. Usually, for some high schools, it's required reading, and it was required reading for me, so that's why I read it, and um, it was really good. I, like, I kind of like war movies, like, I like Saving Private Ryan, I like, I love Band of Brothers, um, so I was kind of into the war thing, but then actually reading it as a book, I thought it was great because, um... It was, it was, takes place about in the Vietnam War, and it's kind of a tricky book because it is a work of fiction, mm-hmm. but Tim O'Brien, the main character, is Tim. Right, so and, the author is and, the main character. And when other characters talk about him, he says, oh yeah, I'm an author. So it's very hard to tell what's the truth and what's not the truth. And he actually has whole chapters dedicated to... Um, like, saying, making a point that half of the stuff he says isn't true, but it's not about that it's not true. It's about putting the face to the war, you know? Right. Um, so I thought it was very interesting. I liked it, and um, I suggest anyone to read it, especially for those who are in high school, and they're like, oh, I'm not going to read this because it's school stuff. But read it. It's a good Don't book. Don't spark note it. Read it. Yeah, it's a good book. Yeah. Matt and I will read that. We're in a different class, so... Okay, yeah. is Sparknotes, I mean, I know, 
Um, is Hunger Games on the Spark Notes? It is. Yeah. I've never used it. How I know is other that? people have. How? Like, why would you do that? You know what I mean? Why do people use Spark Notes? Like, I, I feel like... It's I don't cheating. Know. It's cheating yourself. It's a double-edged sword, because I wanted to say, like, I feel like Spark Notes should only put books on there that are bad. That nobody likes. That nobody <laughs> likes, but then again, somebody out there probably likes it. And, like, yeah. I don't know, people are probably going to be like, I don't want to read... Jude the Obscure, I don't want to read things like Harry, but they're pretty good books, so, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think that's it for today, right? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and happy back to school for those of you on the eastern... Yay! I love school. ...part of the world. Or what? We're western part of the world. Never mind. Yeah. Eastern, you're already in school. But, yeah, so, good luck with all your classes. And, and we'll see you next episode, and we'll probably pick up the book again. Yeah. Like, you know, analyze it. Like you know. we're supposed to do. No. Right. <laughs> Not just go on rants about how we hate Mockingjay, you yeah. know. More, more serious stuff. Or so. Ellen. We don't hate Ellen. I love Ellen. Oh. <laughs> I love Ellen. <laughs> about how we hate things, you're like, Ellen. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll wrap things up here, so we'll see you next episode. Bye. 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 So it's for the uh, bloopers. Yes. Oh my god, I love them. <laughs> okay, go ahead. When I'm in a bad mood, sometimes I just listen to the loopers. Fix me back up. Alright, go ahead. Okay. Why they went into that Why way. do they only run fast in the woods and never on the road? Stupid deer. <laughs> they always, like, have to stand still and do the deer in the headlights when they're in the Yeah, they're headlights. like, you're gonna hit me. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Do you want more water? No, no, it's just because it's in the morning. No, no. <laughs> it's just in the morning. I always... It's just, I'm fine, I'm fine, leave me alone, let's do this. I just realized. Like, no, no. <laughs> if I really want water, I'll just pour your... Okay, good idea. idea. Is this a private conversation, or can anyone jump in? <laughs> um, are you going to... Push it first, and then I go, or... It's, it's, re- it's recording, dude. No, like, you gotta push the little yeah, marker. Yeah, I'm gonna per- push the marker once you start talking. Harsh marker. Harsh marker. Harsh speech is harsh Did I say that? No, I think I did. Oh, <laughs> no. my God. Okay. I keep... Really really I say, like, the okay thing, but I say, um, you feel me? So, <laughs> it's really embarrassing, because I was talking you to, like... You feel me? I was talking to... No, I was talking to Jill, and I said it, like, twice, and I'm like... Um, so I really think Jude the Obscure is da 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 you feel me? <laughs> and, and then I'd be, and at first I do it just as a joke, but then, right. like, and then it just comes, like, naturally. But then, yeah, it came naturally, then I was like, yeah, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs>